Chapter 13 Then Him Exhibit B I knew when I stepped out into the cold breeze that the way I behaved towards Ikuba was almost stoical, as though I hadn't any feelings. It was rather mechanical, almost too controlled and not like me at all, and it seemed like I was no longer interested in how things played out. On the contrary, I was absolutely interested in seeing us get past this and back to a place where I saw no one but Ikuba and she me. She was right to berate me, of course. How could I have been so insensitive? Was it the pressure of dealing with everything, or perhaps the launch? I knew I hadn't given work my full attention, especially at this crucial stage, but I'd seen to the final touches of our latest invention, and I tried not to allow the strain of it erupt. Clearly, that hadn't worked. But that was exactly it. I thought I had complete control over everything, and this feeling of actually having no sway whatsoever was getting to me. I felt as though I was losing my grip on the most important things in my life. This project was my baby. I'd put in all the work and time, especially time that I could have spent making sure my wife was safe and happy, but I'd failed in that respect and I wasn't about to do it again. I just needed to make sure everything was perfect tonight and with any luck go well without a hitch. Ekoba was now the most important person in my life and I knew I had some work to do to prove it and I was ready to do it. I just needed the exhibition over with. The new technician from Initech was one of the best I'd seen in years and one of the main reasons for the collaboration. We would operate as one entity for the creation and launch. However, we both had patenting rights to whatever input we'd made, which suited both companies. Any merger talk would come based on the success of this project. As the fresh breeze hit my face, I let it soak in for a few minutes. Standing outside, I placed my hands in my pockets and took a deep breath. It was looking more and more like spring as the April days flew by, and although my face was struck by the cold, I felt nothing. How did we get to this point? I used to think we were untouchable, the unique pair that people admired so much, yet the breeze from the storm was enough to topple us over. The minute Ikuba's words had erupted from her mouth, I'd gone numb. The words came flashing back to me and resounded so loudly she could have been standing next to me. Fourteen weeks pregnant. I knew it wasn't mine, but I couldn't bring myself to accept that some lunatic who was probably dispersing his seed wherever he saw fit was responsible. If only I'd known who this guy was. We decided that it was probably best for her to stay at home and rest tonight. She'd worked herself up into a frenzy and I knew a crowd of people shouting in amazement would not work for her. It also gave me a chance to concentrate on the task ahead. I'd have to call Annalise in the morning, get some more information and prepare for the inevitable. I couldn't help but think what a precarious situation it was. Yet, for some strange reason, all I wanted to do was to laugh. I started to laugh, and laughed so hard my lungs hurt, but I couldn't help it. Nearly three years of trying to talk this woman into having children with me, and boom, just like that, some idiot seed beats me to the punch. Of course it was beyond anybody's control, it wasn't even a laughing matter, but my frustration was just beginning to rear its ugly head. There was hope yet, I thought not really believe in it. 
I still had time, so I could either drive or take the tube, but I decided on the latter. I took my usual running route and branched off after the bookstore heading towards the station. It was mildly deserted. The usual rockers, youth and older folk alike were nowhere to be found. The museum nearby was usually open till late, and perhaps a horde of them would either be perusing old relics of the world wars, or sitting around the canopied tables near the river with stouts singing an ensemble of folk songs, either of which I was glad not to be part of. I arrived at the Savoy to a crowd of aspiring hopefuls, some wanting to be taken seriously and others showing priceless inventions that everyone took seriously. I was directed by ladies in white and black uniforms to the Inatex stand upon a quick glance at my badge and I was pleased to find James and his team of techies waiting. My guys were there too, setting up. Rory, as usual, was behind his laptop, typing away one of his codes, and Delali seemed to be fishing in his box of tricks for something. Hey boss, cracked Rory, finally looking up. Hey, are we good to go? I asked. James chimed in. Of course, man. Hey, this is going to be great. He seemed confident. I was too, but I didn't want to give much away. I looked around at the other mini-stands and turned to focus on the crowd. Everyone was in good spirits. Would you like a glass of champagne, sir? asked a voice from behind. I didn't normally drink, but I thought I needed something, probably to take off the edge a little. Some officials walked up to us, offering us a programme and what seemed like gifts. I'm Mr Laozu, one of the organisers for the programme this year. This is Mr Damien Young, associate organiser, and we would like to personally welcome you and Mr James along with your company to your first exhibition. I didn't bother to correct him, but smiled. He bowed and we reciprocated. My other colleague will be along shortly to show you and Mr James to your seats. He handed us a black box each, bowed again and left us to explore our gifts. I opened the box and stared down at a remote control, only it didn't have all the usual buttons, and the buttons which were on it were blank. There was a manual attached, which I decided I would read later and try to figure it out. Oh, cool! exclaimed Rory from behind his laptop. That's the new universal remote control that everyone's been raving on about. One thing about tech boys is that we automatically assume that the world is in tune with us and relish the same geeky things as we do. It's amazing, boss. You literally program it to sync with your computer at home, which will talk to your dishwasher, washing machine, your lights, phone, etc. And you can operate it from anywhere. Yes, it sounded cool. I stood, contemplating whether or not to give my new toy to Rory, but I also knew that Echobar would love to see what it was capable of. She was secretly into the geeky stuff too, and was always psyched by all the gadgets I usually took home from the lab. However, with things the way they were, this was probably the last thing she wanted to see. I took my phone from my pocket, ready to call her when it buzzed. It was Kwame. I'd invited him too, and he'd sent me a text to say he was running a few minutes late. Over the tannoy, an announcement came through to inform us that the proceedings would be underway in ten minutes. I felt an instant butterfly in my stomach. Several, actually. It was a good sign, I thought. I looked up from my phone and thought I'd seen the back of someone I'd recently met. She had golden brown hair, 
It was distinctive enough to catch my attention, so I searched the crowd to try and catch a glimpse of her face, but she had disappeared. I imagined it was a mistake, but it would have to be a very big one. That hair colour was an accent for any black lady. In the years I'd been with Ikuba, I'd never looked at another woman, nor wished to. This lady, however, somehow reminded me of Ikuba. Her approach, perhaps, I wasn't sure. The boys were ready. We were done. Now for the world to experience a new kind of technology, our very own invention. It was a momentous occasion, and I was excited, but also felt a little disappointed that I couldn't share this with my wife. I dialed her number and waited for her to answer, but she didn't. She was probably reading one of her novels and didn't want to be interrupted. It rang off and I tried again. Two rings, three rings, then a tap on my shoulder, four rings. I turned around and there she was, my shadow. It went to voicemail again. I didn't leave a message. I carefully placed the phone back in my pocket, not averting my gaze from her. Hello again, she said, with a smile.